1: Hello and welcome to another episode of New Solo on Legal Talk Network. I'm Adriana Linares, a legal technology trainer and consultant. I help lawyers and law firms use technology better. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to make sure and thank our sponsors. Answer One is a leading virtual receptionist and answering service provider for lawyers. You can find out more by giving them a call at 800-ANSWER1 or online at answerone.com. And that's answerthenumberone.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Clio. Clio's cloud-based practice management software makes it easy to manage your law firm from intake to invoice. Try it for free at clio.com, and that's c-l-i-o.com. Law Clerk is where attorneys hire freelance lawyers. There are no sign-up or monthly fees. Only pay the flat fee price you set. Increase your profits, not your overhead. Learn more at lawclerk.legal. You can use the new solo rebate code new solo three hundred for a $300 rebate after your first project. We'd like to welcome our new sponsor, courtfiling.net. E-file court documents with ease in California, Illinois, Indiana, and Texas. If you file in Los Angeles Superior Court, you know that e-filing has recently become mandatory and courtfiling.net is there to help. All right, we're ready to get started. Hi, Matt Spiegel. Hello. Thanks for coming down to meet with me today. Thank you for
2: having me. No, I'm
1: excited. Um, Me too. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself if they don't know, which many of our listeners might not know who Matt Spiegel Most is. Most probably don't. Yeah. Let's pretend they don't. <laughs> so we're in San Diego. You're a San Diegan.
2: I am. Okay. Yes. Um, which actually, yeah, surprises many. I'm here. My first company is here, which we can certainly talk a little bit about, sure. and new companies here. So been here for quite a while.
1: You went to law school here.
2: I went to law school here. I went to school in Arizona and then decided to come out here for law school. Did the whole lawyer thing for, I think, about five years or six okay. years. It kind of bleeds into my first venture. Yeah, um, I definitely uh, was still very much practicing law as I started my first company. Little so, company out there. What's that? It's a little
1: company out there. Little company,
2: yeah. Little uh-huh. company called My Case. Um, so yeah, I started My Case back in 2010, something that I found out of my own practice and grew that to be the company that it is we uh we were acquired in 2012 by a company called Appfolio uh, which is the current owner of my case and that outcome took me until 2015 so we sold in 2012 I stayed on running the company until 2015 and then I ventured off into the and rode off into the sunset, as it were. Um, but
1: you couldn't stay away. I couldn't
2: stay away. I we're definitely, talk about I definitely that. tried. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> tried. I, I went off and did things that were very much non, not legal related. Took me to Australia and back. Um, cool. Lots of different things. Um, but at the end of the day, saw an opportunity back in legal. Missed it for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And came back.
1: I want to talk about. Um, I definitely want to talk about Law the new company. Sure. But I think what's really interesting about your background is that you were a lawyer you saw a hole a need for something you built my case mm-hmm. and so what sort of led you to do that why did you think to myself okay I can stop lawyering this there's a hole there's it was probably at a time when practice management programs were just sort of launching right it was just getting so, started
2: yeah and there's, so a, there's a, a story the behind movement. that there's a story behind that too and and um, to be honest with you much of the credit most of the credit um, if not all, lays at the feet of of Jack and Larry, um, who paved sure. the way. Um, and ironically, I used both those products when I started my firm.
1: And so wait, for listeners who don't know Jack and Larry by their first name, you're Jack talking Newton, about- Jack
2: Newton, Larry Port, Larry yeah. Port, Rocket Matter, Jack sure. Newton, Clio. So those guys had just started their companies when I started my law firm. Um, and I thought of myself as a pretty tech forward lawyer at the time. Um, and what year was this? This was- 2009. Okay, so yeah.
1: this was, there's a lot of things about, if you don't mind, my mind interrupting you. No, please. There's a lot of things I love about this time period in history when it comes to legal technology because it's like it was the perfect timing for products like this to be born because the internet was at that point where, where we started to trust and believe that there was just gonna be internet available. We started to take yeah. it for granted. And I'll tell you too, and I've told this story on this podcast before, Katrina struck New Orleans in 2009. No, four, four, sorry. Yeah. So we won the Super Bowl in 2005. 2005, okay, right? Yeah. five, 2005. Yeah. And it was, you know, so I'll say in 2005, six, I couldn't walk into a law firm and say, well, you know, you should start thinking about the cloud. Correct. And then something like Katrina comes along. And so what was interesting about Katrina is everybody knew a lawyer or a law firm who suffered or, you know, outside of New Orleans, yeah. we all had a story about a friend or a law firm or somebody that we knew. So that was still fresh in everyone's mind at the time that these products were being born. So as a consultant, I could go to a law firm and go, well, look, you know, had these products been around and the internet been what it was five years ago, there's- Hundreds of law firms that would still be in business today. So it was just like an amazing time for products like my case to be born. It yeah. was perfect timing. People believed at that point because every law firm says, oh, that'll never happen to me. I'll never have a fire. We'll never have a burglary. We'll never have a hurricane. There'll never be a tornado, an earthquake. And then they do. <laughs> and then they do. So yeah. All right. So, so it was good timing.
2: Yeah. So it was good timing. But but so I, I started my firm and, and I, I was like, okay, well, I'm definitely going to use whatever software out there. Now, you know, you were saying how in 2005 you couldn't go into a law firm and say that, but you could go into any other business totally. and say that, right? And right. that's just a testament to how a little bit slower the legal industry is in adopting those things, we're right? But slower. but we'd get there eventually. So I had a friend, um, a mentor, um, who was a tech entrepreneur. And so I always saw the, the sort of things that he was doing with software. And so I knew that software would play a big part in my firm, and I wanted technology to help me. So I'm like, cool, let me try rocket matter to power my firm, just to do practice management. And it was cool. And I'm like, all right, let me try Clio too. I'm going to try them both. So I tried both of them and they were both awesome products. And truth be told, I didn't want to, I wasn't looking to build a practice management product, but I thought to myself, you know, look, I'm doing criminal defense and what is the number one complaint at every state bar at way back then? It was attorney client communication. And I thought to myself that everybody who calls me, 90% 90% of the people who are calling me are calling me for two things. They want to know when their next court date is or they want to know where their their police report is to review it, right? Because I'm supposed to get that for them as a right. criminal defense lawyer. So I was like, you know, if I could just provide that to them, it would cover 97% of my phone calls. I would get no complaints because I'm in court all day as a criminal defense lawyer. People are calling. I can't answer the phone.
1: Were you a true solo?
2: Yeah, I was okay. a true solo, yeah. at least for the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so I thought to myself, Self? let me just let me just build... Something where my clients can just log in and get their court date and get their Perfect. Um, their, their documents. A Nothing portal. like this existed. A portal. Nothing like this existed. So Clio didn't have that. Rocket Matter didn't have that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna build that onto my website. So I so my my cousin, who was building my law firm's website, started to build it. And then after about a week, I'm like, dude. Other lawyers probably will want this too. Let's start a company around it. <laughs> um, and and really it was because I saw like, again, this this mentor of mine who's a huge entrepreneur. I mean, he's one of the biggest names now in the space. I love it. Um, worked for Salesforce. Now he's a big VC in the Bay Area. So we decided to go and build this thing. And we went to Legal Tech West Coast, which was a thing back then. Yeah. In 2010. And we launched the My Case Client Portal. Wow, and just the portal? Just the portal, that's all it was. And people loved it, but they were like, we need it to be integrated with practice management. Uh-huh. And so I went back to my team and I'm like, guys, I got good news and bad news. <laughs> the good news is that people love what we've done. The bad news is, remember what I told you we were never gonna do? Uh, they, we gotta do it? We gotta do it. <laughs> and so um, so we decided to, we we built practice management. My case became my case and the rest is, is history, as they as they say.
1: So let me give you some major props because <laughs> Thanks. I have been you know, a technology consultant for almost 20 years now. <laughs> and when these products started coming out, we started looking at them, and I will say the same thing today. My case is still known for having the best client portal out of all the apps that are available out there. Thank you. So I think that's amazing. I didn't realize you started with that and then built around we it. We
2: did, yeah. I, I, th- I believe... I don't know this for sure, but I believe we were really the first client portal in, in law. We kind of invented that for law okay. firms. And then you quickly saw other practice management systems incorporate some type of a client communication yeah, portal, a which keeping, makes sense. It's a
1: keeping up with the Joneses game. Yeah. I mean, you know, when one of them does something, then you kind of have to match up. So it, yep. it makes sense that whether you started it or not, yeah. everyone else has. Now everyone has one. It's true. Okay. So you built that. Um, you built my case very successful, still around today, very popular, especially here in San Diego, because everyone says, "Well, you know, it was born here." Yep, it's um, here. And then you sold it. Yes. And then you disappeared.
2: I just so I sold in twelve, but stayed on until two thousand fifteen, yeah. and then and then I tried to do this, the disappearing, the out. hiatus. Well, let's take yeah. a quick
1: break and talk about what happened when you saw another hole and another opportunity, and um, I'm excited to learn about law medics. But we'll stop for just a second, take a break, and listen to a couple messages from some sponsors. Imagine what you could do with an extra eight hours per week. That's how much time legal professionals save with Clio, the world's leading practice management software. With intuitive time tracking, billing, and matter management, Clio streamlines everything you do to run your practice from intake to invoice. Try Clio for free and get a 10% discount for your first six months when you sign up with the code NUSOLO10 is your firm experiencing missed calls empty voicemail boxes and potential clients you'll never hear from again enter answer one virtual Receptionists. they're more than just an answering service answer one's available 24-7 they can even schedule appointments respond to emails integrate with Clio and much more answer one helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve give them a call at 800-ANSWER-1 or visit them at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer And we're back. Welcome back to New Solo. I'm Adriana Linares. I'm really uh, having a great conversation with Matt Spiegel from Law Lawmatics. Formerly, he was with my case. So if you've been listening, you've been following along with that conversation. And we sort of did a little walk down memory lane and... um, now I want to ask you a little bit more about, you know, you, like you said, you went away, did some other fun things, probably learned some things. And then when did you see a, another hole, another opportunity? Yeah. Like what so happened?
2: That's a r- actually a really good question because, well, so first of all, I did learn a lot. I learned what I'm really bad at, okay. um, which Skiing, is a lot. Golfing. Which is a lot. Yeah. Bowling. Really, <laughs> really bad at bowling. Good at golfing. Um I'm decent at golfing. Okay. I love it. So it doesn't really matter. Golf is great because it doesn't matter how good you are. You can just still have a kick-ass time. I'm going to show you my swing. Um, <laughs> I would love to. I can analyze it. Oh, I, can, I wish you would. If you compare it to mine, then you... Exactly. If if your swing looks like mine, then you know what not to do. Okay. So that's a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but no, I learned that I was... I learned what I was good. I learned what I was... What Especially what I was really bad at. And I was. I was running a company. I was brought on to be the CEO of a company in consumer electronics hardware, wow. software company, totally outside my comfort zone. And it was not for me. And one thing I realized is that if you're going to be the CEO or the founder of a company, I believe you have to be ultra passionate about I could, what you're I tol- doing. Well, I mean, that's everything,
1: but yeah. for sure there.
2: But so I know a lot of, I have a friend, for example, who has a difference of opinion and he says, I don't care what the business is. I could sell widgets. It's just about selling something to, you know, selling X to consumers and doesn't care what it is. And I realized that was not me. And so at this company that I was the CEO of, I was not ultra passionate about the, the product. It was really hard to
1: And get I it don't know you that well, but you seem to me like the type of guy that wants to be passionate about whatever
2: he's doing. I have, yeah. yeah I do want right? to be. So Unlike I try. like your friend. You're the
1: opposite of your friend. <laughs> exactly. So wait, can I ask you one question? Yeah. You didn't want to go back to lawyering?
2: No. Okay. No, I did not out. want to go like, back to You're like, I will never That was pretty again. much out. Okay. I, I feel like, I mean, I would love to talk to a lawyer who went out and then got pulled back in. That'd be a super interesting (laughs) conversation. I would love to hear about that. Definitely not me, though. And so so this gap in the space, we actually identified at my case way back in like 2013. And we kept hearing it from customers.
1: And the gap was? The
2: gap was this Intake CRM type tools, right? And we That can talk, no
1: law firm is good at.
2: That no law firm is good at. And we can talk about what that means because a lot of people hear CRM and they have a certain connotation to it. And sure. I believe it means a lot more than just I want to
1: talk about that. We can
2: talk about that. But but yeah, so so we saw this we saw this need back then. And obviously, like my case is practice management, hyper focused on that. Yeah, you can't shift, build everything can't build into everything. a if practice management do, program. You just run the risk of losing focus. And Mm -hmm. look, I mean, you talk to any good entrepreneur and they're going to tell you that it's just as much about what you say no to as it is about what you do, right? And there
1: are companies right now in the legal space that I can think of that don't focus and their product suffers for it. That's true. And then I can think of one that focuses on, you know, so true.
2: Yeah. So we were saying no to that. And I left 2015, you know, fast forward two years. Right, and I start looking at coming back into the legal industry. This was the summer of 2017.
1: Were you like typical entrepreneur with you know a bunch of binders, digital, I'm sure, and ideas, and you're like, what's the next big thing? And did you have four or five ideas, or was it so CRM seems yeah, to be so, the thing that's orbiting?
2: No, so I am <laughs> maybe to a fault. I'm I'm an idea guy, and as another thing I learned, I'm not great at like when the company when a company gets 200 employees. I don't necessarily wanna be the CEO at that point. It's not really for me, I like the beginning, I like the idea phase. There's different roles in a company like that that I can have, but as a CEO, it's not necessarily my favorite thing. So, um, but I'm a big idea guy. And really it was this idea, I was approached by the chairman I was working for, who is a big in the legal industry in Australia, owns several companies that, that are pretty well known. Um, and basically the conversation was, why don't you go back into legal, you know, do something that you like. So we started talking about the different opportunities and immediately I was like, I wonder if this, you know, my case never did this, what's out there? I went and I saw that there was one company, um, Lexicata, that was doing something in the realm of CRM and intake. The idea that we had was very, very different from from what Lexicata basically is. And so we saw one company effectively doing what we wanted to do. And I'm like, wow, there is a giant gap yeah. there. And so it was a really easy decision to say this is what we're going to go and do there was really no other ideas on the table it was really just it was really more people trying to push me in the direction of okay do this but then why don't you just build the whole thing again and we said no to that, right? We said no. So we need to focus. They very were pushing
1: you on building another practice management program uh-huh. with this piece uh-huh. built into it, and this yeah. is where you're like, no, we're gonna focus. Yeah, okay. I wanted oh, focus. that's interesting.
2: I wanted focus, and there's so much to build in this product. And I'm that glad because
1: I feel like we don't need another player in the practice management. No. Space.
2: I think I got an email today from someone wanting to talk at Legal Tech, being like, hey, we're a new practice management oh. company. We'd love to talk to you about a partnership. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Email number four of the day that <laughs> exactly. looks just like that one. Okay. Well, good.
2: <laughs> so um, again, it was identified so long ago and it was still a glaring hole in the market. Um, Why? And so we Why do you think that it. is? So honestly, I think part of it has to do with what we talked about earlier, which is legal is slow to adopt. Um, and what's interesting about Lawmatics is we're not inventing anything new, right? These products that are similar to Lawmatics, they've existed for a really long time. We've used them, things like Salesforce, right. HubSpot, Infusionsoft. We've used these at, at our tech companies
1: for a, a decade. So right? let's take a minute to just talk about those for listeners who don't know. I mean, Salesforce, yeah. I think everyone's heard of Salesforce, but maybe they haven't used it, especially lawyers. Yeah. Probably have not heard of HubSpot. And Confusionsoft, as I like to call it, I've only had, I think, two lawyers ever that yeah. I've met who use. So briefly describe what those products do outside are, yeah. of legal so that we can then sort of fold the the topic into how it fits into legal.
2: I love, I love what you're thinking. So, okay, <laughs> and, and, and let's, we can define it a little bit too. So, so Salesforce is a CRM, right? And the, and the idea, the typical connotation of a, a CRM client
1: or customer relationship, relationship manager, manager,
2: right? And it's the idea of like, You put people in a system and you can keep track of everything you need to know about them, your relationship with that person, right? That's like at its most basic level, but at its most basic level, your iPhone is a CRM. Right, It has a list of your contacts, and if you want to put notes in about the person, you can certainly do that and keep track of it. At its most basic level, that's a CRM.
1: And if you even search for a person's name on your iPhone, it's going to tell you where they show up on your calendar, where they show up in your emails, where they show up on your contact list. Yes. the point there is you're putting in one term and your phone, your yes. database, so to speak, is returning all the results about that query, yes. which in this case is typically a human or a company when yes. we're talking about like-
2: now where you get into some, like, you know, the power of a real CRM like Salesforce or, you know, Lawmatics for that matter, is more so on this on just the data side, the ability to pull all that data into reporting and to really be able to ask any question of your data and get an answer back right? And, and that's, you know, obviously you can't do that on your phone, right? But, right? but in a good CRM, like a Salesforce, you can do that. Now where I, you know, you bring in HubSpot and you bring in Infusionsoft, and that's where you start to look at like what we're doing at Lawmatics, which doesn't exist in the legal industry. And that is, when I say CRM, it's what I think of, but really it's a combination of several different products. It's a CRM, a sales tool, right? A sales management tool. Which,
1: back to words that lawyers and legal aren't used to thinking of their business by sales is one of them. Correct. Right? So to even walk into a law firm and try to sell Salesforce. Actually, there's a, a guy in the biz. Actually, I think he just left the biz, but he came from Salesforce. And I'll never forget, he was, I was at a conference one day and he told the story of how he ended up in legal and it was that he was working for Salesforce and he would go to law firms trying to sell Salesforce. And I'm just... You know this person sitting in the audience, but I spend a lot of time in law firms of mm-hmm. all sizes, and I remember looking at him going, "Dumbass, can't sell Salesforce to a law firm. They're not used to yep. that. That that's not. It's a totally foreign object, even to really big firms. It's just not something that's been because it's just not the way lawyers think about mm-hmm. it. it. You know, sales. But and there's leads. also
2: there's also right, and there's also specific tools, and and again, I'm. Segueing into what Lawmatics does, there are certain tools that Salesforce doesn't have that lawyers need. Right, right. They, it's particular. Very. Right, things like a conflict check is not something that Salesforce has. Right, but but you know can be built in if you really want to hire a, an engineer right. to come in and code and it. And that's you, the but,
1: thing. Sure, you can put Salesforce into a law firm, but now you're going to need an in-house developer, or you're going to pay someone from the outside to spend a exactly. lot of time customizing it. Exactly. So the idea is great for legal, but there wasn't a product that. Just sort of fit right Correct. in without having to do a lot of development, and that never works. It's kind of like hot docs when law firms call me and they're like, "We've got hot docs," and I go, "Let me guess. Uh, you never use it because you don't have a developer or a, a you know a steward for the. And so yep. it just sits there because you really have to have someone dedicated to tools that aren't built or easy to use. I yeah. should say. Okay, so um, so
2: so there's the secondary part of that though, which is that you have the CRM, and then things like what HubSpot and Infusionsoft do and what Lawmatics does is add in this idea of marketing automation. And what that is, which is even more foreign to most law firms, but even more important than even <laughs> right. CRM, is the idea of automating marketing efforts, things like email campaigns, drip campaigns, mm-hmm. which for those that don't know what a drip campaign is, it's, it's a series of emails that are scheduled, right? So it's like, after someone comes in for initial consultation, you're gonna send a follow-up email to them. And then two days later, if they still haven't hired you, you're gonna send another email. And then a week later, if they haven't hired you, you're gonna send another email, right? These email cadences, these marketing cadences that are, tried are never- Tried and true. Tried and true, and but work. not used in law firms. And
1: not l- used in legal, and
2: right. So, and and if they are, it's like, maybe you have a one solution and you bolt on MailChimp, or you bolt on Constant uh-huh. Contact. It doesn't do you any good. So. So these solutions traditionally have been able to bring everything under one roof and allow your data to go back and forth. So pull your data from your CRM into your email marketing tool, right? So what we did at Lawmatics was take the best of those tools, add in all the things that lawyers really need specifically, and put it under one roof and launch Lawmatics, which is a CRM intake and marketing automation platform.
1: Before I ask you to tell me a little bit more and ask you some questions specifically about Lawmatics, let's take a quick break and listen to a couple of messages from some sponsors. Courtfiling.net, your solution for electronic filing in California, Illinois, Indiana, and Texas. Courtfiling.net provides a better e-filing experience so you can spend more time helping clients. Because they know that work sometimes happens after hours, courtfiling.net offers 24-7 phone, email, and chat support. Visit them at courtfiling.net to receive 30 days of unlimited free electronic filings and see how you too can e-file court documents with ease. Law Clerk is where attorneys go to hire freelance lawyers. Whether you need a first year to perform legal research or a seasoned attorney to assist with complicated appellate briefs, Law Clerk has hundreds of freelance lawyers with every level of experience and expertise. There are no sign-up or monthly fees. Only pay the flat fee price you set. Increase your profits, not your overhead. Learn more at lawclerk.legal and enter new solo 300 for a $300 rebate after your first project. Okay, we're back. So we had just sort of talked about, I hope we explained at least semi-clearly what a CRM is or can be and how there really just hasn't been a good product in the business. You mentioned Lexicata. And then if you've ever been with a big firm, Interaction is a product that big firms have always used. Lexus. Um, Then Lexus bought it because it was kind of like the only game in town. I think Uh, they were a standalone product for a long time. But, you know, it never, I'd love to find a law firm that's using Interaction the way it needs to be used. Because plenty of, and it's a, typically a big firm tool, and um, you're asking lawyers to give up their personal or their IP, I guess I should say, you know, their, their personal information about their clients, and it's hard to get products like that to work. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, all right, so there was these kind of maybe a product and a half sitting out there, and you said, well, let's build this thing, And it's going to have marketing, CRM. So tell us how it works. And just specifically. So it
2: works, yeah. And and it's not even, this is not even as much just about lawmatics. This is about the concept of like what we do and and how important, personally, I think it is for law firms, right? Because lawyers traditionally are not great at the business, right? And they shouldn't have to be, right? They should be able to focus on practicing law. It's hard enough, right? And so a tool like, A CRM, marketing automation, is going to help you run the business of your firm.
1: So where Uh, does it start? Does it start on my website? It starts,
2: yes. So like Lawmatics will plug right into your form on your website so that when someone fills out that form on your website, it will send that lead directly into Lawmatic. So imagine someone coming to your website, filling out a form, and then as soon as they fill it out, receiving an automatic text message from your firm saying, we're so happy to hear from you, someone will reach out to you shortly. And then let's say you're not available because you're in court or something. The system can automatically send them a questionnaire to fill out about their specific case. And the system can identify what type of case they have and send them the appropriate form depending on what type of case they have, right? And then they fill out the form. Now, what's happening at this moment? Instead of calling the next name on Google because mm-hmm. you couldn't answer, they're engaging with your firm. They're not looking at the next firm. They're like, wow, this, this lawyer is already sending me stuff. They're asking me questions. And we have law firms that have actually automated their entire intake process from the moment that the lead contacts the firm to signing and paying the firm, the retainer agreement, completely automated without ever having to touch the client.
1: How does the conflict check get done?
2: It all happens automatically. All automatically. Yeah. So, okay,
1: can we yeah. walk, Can we like go back and walk through the process? Sure. All right, so somebody shows up at your website, which hopefully is a good, inviting website. They're compelled to fill out your form.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they fill out basic information, and I suppose the law firm gets to pick what those questions are. Sure. Do you all help them yeah, create so, a good form? So
2: that's a really good point, because it's not only about, yes, we'll help them create a new form. But you mentioned something earlier that stood out to me about um, big firms implementing interaction the right way, and show me somebody who's used it the right way. Um, <laughs> or and happily. that's a big that's a big problem and a big hurdle that we identified. And one thing that we're doing at LawMatics with our with our law firm customers is we are helping them not only set up the system but actually seed it with content for them like actually the emails for them right
1: because how would they have that knowledge
2: they they They, don't they don't but you
1: have it and so it's part of the service i know you know and i I know that we often talk about lawyers like the whole lot of them and we know there are exceptions so i'll say that but for the most part that's something that would be hard um it's kind of like when a lawyer wants a website and they hire a web developer and then the web developer says okay well give me the copy and the content Mm-hmm. and that's where the project stops it, it
2: fails yeah <laughs> it fails yeah it screeches every okay. time
1: so you all help them get we the, help right them the, right the, right the right questions the right questions the right
2: emails to respond with um, the right flows we'll help them with the flows so yeah so we'll get them steer you know go, going the right direction with their forms that form comes in the person gets into the CRM and now it's it's up to the lawyer do they want to automate initial engagement do they want to schedule a consultation which they can do Automatically from within LawMatics, if they want, we have a scheduling platform that we built into the software. Uh-huh. So little things like that.
1: And does it integrate with my calendar?
2: It does. Okay, so, yeah. so it's not it going to create with your calendar. a conflict. Uh-huh. Yeah, it actually uses your calendar to check when you're available and Excellent. can send out your availability to people. It's a really powerful tool. I mean, any of these things can be automated, and then you can go all the way down the line and and automate the sending out of the contract and and the signature and and getting paid and, and all those forms and everything are- in between
1: pre-auto filled with the client's correctly spelled name because yeah. they put it they in the form in. Yeah. with the birthday or the yeah. address or any other information because hopefully that was input without too many typos yes. in the beginning from the person who has all the right information. Yes. I think that's a huge benefit.
2: It is and it and so here's the thing is that, you know, we've always at my case, you know, our big value proposition was it's gonna save you time. And time is money, right? Time Especially money. for lawyers. Yeah. And still with practice management, that's generally the value add. Well, we have that value add too because the amount of time that you're gonna save by automating your intake process just to preparing the documents and sending them out, we've seen saves hours, right? But that's just one small portion of the value. And I always thought to myself, if that's all the value that I can deliver with another software company, then I don't really wanna do it for legal because we've already done that. So what we're seeing and what we intended, what we set out to achieve and what we're seeing with our customers now is we're actually increasing the bottom line. Nice. We are bringing in more business for the law firm because you're taking the leads that you have and you're converting more of them, Mm -hmm. right, by just engaging with them more.
1: And tell us what you mean by converting, because that's a term you yeah. hear a lot in sales and web and CRM. So sure. what do you mean converting?
2: Converting is, means like you have a lead and you're converting them into a client. So they're hiring you. And so where, uh, and I always like to point out where where what we're doing is different from practice management is practice management is really designed for the case, right? So from the moment they hire you until the case is over, right? All the time, all the billing, all the invoicing, the document management dates, going on during the case, dates, deadlines, all documents. That stuff, that's practice management, right? What we do is we handle everything up to the point. You're like the prequel. Yeah, but we're also the sequel. Yeah, or i go with postquel. Sequel. <laughs> um, whatever happens after the case, because that's just as important as, and this is where lawyers, I think, have a big miss. Totally. The after case. Right. Is almost more important than the effort that you put in to get that client. If you get that client, that's great. But if you put in a good effort after the case, that one client could turn into five clients. Right. Ten clients. And you would be well, you probably would not be amazed because you probably know, but most people are listeners. Most of our listeners here would definitely be surprised at how many law firms, probably not because they they probably are. If you're listening, you're probably guilty of this. <laughs> you're sitting on hundreds, if ring. not thousands, of old clients and you're doing nothing to turn like them into new business.
1: Mark or uh Sales one hundred one, one hundred. Right? The best client sales you could have even. is the old client that yes. you have. Like repeat customers is the key to success. And it's not, some.
2: yeah, it's it's repeat customers. It's them referring References, other customers. Referrals. It's even them. I even tell you know I talk to some lawyers and some states have different rules about this, but in California, you can refer a case and you can receive, you know, a referral feedback. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, lawyers sometimes look at their referrals as like, oh, well, that person's never going to need another estate plan, right. right? Well, it's not about that. It's what if they get arrested for a DUI? Instead of them going to a DUI lawyer, you want them to come back to you so that you can tell them, no, you don't do DUI, but you can refer them to someone who can. And those little things are just, they're so valuable. And it doesn't take a lot of effort to engage with a client and get them to be thinking about you throughout their lifetime. It's
1: back to that word relationship that we have a hard time in legal just seeing beyond the closing of the file. It's okay, case is over, next client. Next um, client. Cross selling, the word, again, we don't hear a lot <laughs> of, but that's key, right? Yeah. Okay, so I had a question. The postquel, <laughs> the, the prequel. So you're the bookends, basically. We're the oh, bookends. That's what I was going to ask you. So considering you built a product that isn't a practice management program, uh-huh. but hopefully most lawyers are using a practice management program, yeah. and I feel like the listeners on this it's podcast really there. tend to, I mean, I should do a survey someday, but I feel like my listeners probably do use a practice management program. Um, which ones do you integrate with? How does it integrate? Because I'm, I imagine there's lawyers that are listening to this to go, oh, great, just what I needed, another product, no. another monthly subscription. You know, So help us feel better about that.
2: Come on, I started my case. I was gonna think about this before <laughs> yes, I I'm built sure. Lawmatics, right? So um, <laughs> we currently have very active, very good integrations with Clio and Practice Panther. We are working on three others right oh, now. Good. We'd love to integrate with all of them. And the integrations are is beautiful because to your point, it's all about making it seem like one flawless process. And so what happens in Lawmatics is at that moment of conversion, right? That word again, the yep. buzzword, making the lead a client. Um, You have all of your fields, all of the data fields that you collected in Lawmatics mapped over to your practice management software. So they push over there. And so as soon as that case is converted, it automatically creates the matter and the contact in your practice management software and pushes all the data to it. So you... First or of all, your the, assistant. Yeah. Nobody's
1: but, sitting there doing double entry.
2: But no one. And the conversion happens in lawmatics usually automatically. So that person hires you. You haven't touched anything. You just open up your Clio or practice. Panther and boom, they're right there, ready to go.
1: There they are. Client yep. name, matter name.
2: And all data that you want. Date.
1: Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So if you captured in the intake form, something like date of the accident, county of the accident, police report, all that stuff is just going to push over into the practice management program because you captured it from the beginning.
0: Yes.
2: Okay. I love it. And then we get some back, right? So when the case is over, we're going to get back an amount, a total amount of money that was actually billed on the case. And then now in Lawmatics, we give you a wealth of data on ROI, what marketing campaigns are working for you, how much money you're spending on them, dollar for dollar. You're putting a dollar in, how many dollars are you getting out from that marketing source? And even the lawyers that are spending money on good marketing sources, they have no insight into which ones are performing well. And to me, like the way I run my businesses, I will never spend a penny on a marketing effort that I cannot track. Even if I know it's gonna do well, because you're just throwing money into a dark pit that you have no idea what's coming out the end, and it's worthless. And, and when you're doing good marketing, you need to be able to analyze and then adapt, right? And and be able to put the money in the, the slots that are working really, really well. And if you have no data, on what those those sources are giving you, then you can't make those decisions.
1: So is the example something like if I'm a general practitioner and I do a little DUI, a little marital uh, family law, and maybe I dabble in real estate and maybe it's one third, one third, one third, or I think it's one third. Mm-hmm. Am I at the end of a quarter or a year able to look at some report that says, okay, well, it looks like your marketing efforts were most valuable in DUI law. And that's where you should focus definitely. next year definitely, because that's where you're making all your money. Yeah,
2: definitely. And it's also about understanding where in your process people are dropping off, right? Every law firm has a, whether they know it or not, they have an intake a process. Cliff. Yeah. And they don't know where people are dropping off. They might have an idea be like, all right, you know what? I'm getting a lot of people to sign up for, to come in for a consultation, but then not a lot of people are hiring. Or maybe they're getting a lot of leads, but, and they think not a lot of people are scheduling um, consultations, but they really don't know right. where people are falling off in the platform. And you would really want to identify where and then do things to help close that gap. And our software is designed to get you to do those things automatically. But we also want to help them know what content to to plug in to those holes in order to, to close the gap.
1: How much work is this for me if I'm a client of yours? Because it sounds like a lot of work.
2: It does sound like a lot of work, right? So... <laughs> It depends. Um, and that's why, you know, like as part of our model, we offer several different options for onboarding. Um, we have great resources to help you get started, but it just depends on your firm. Like if you're a bigger firm, most of the most firms that have good processes already. They have a lot of marketing sources. They have a lot of forums and stuff. They they do a more robust onboarding with us and it's no work for them at all because we do it all for them. Then you have some firms that are super self, self-supporting. They don't have a lot going on right now and they don't need any help at all. They just go in and they get started. They use our resources.
1: Is this tool good for solos as good as it is for 10 and 20 person firms or is there like a sweet spot for a product like this?
2: So, this product is as good for solos and small firms as it is for a firm with 300 lawyers. I love it. And that's that's what I'm most excited about what we're doing here. Um, I've always wanted to have a product that can go vertical. And we built this from the ground up to be not only usable for, I mean, super easy and affordable for your solo small law firm, which is our bread and butter, who we, who we love, mm-hmm. um, but to also be scalable for an enterprise level for a big firm um and we did that from the ground up and i'm i'm really proud of our team and and proud to say that like we can have a 3000 person law firm sign up tomorrow and the product is flawless for them so it's really it's really for anybody who Good. sees value in in marketing and is getting a decent volume of leads and needs to manage and
1: I hope them. they all realize the value in that how much does it cost
2: That's a very interesting <laughs> question um because as we were just chatting Prior to this, um, our pricing is changing on Friday, okay. I think. Um, Today's Tuesday. January um, 22nd. Yep, and our um, we're going to Legal Tech um, on Sunday um, in New York, and our pricing is changing kind of for that. We have three tiers, ranges from starts at $49 per user per month, then Does everyone tier is have to sign
1: up in the firm? Like if I'm a five-person firm, do I have great to have five question. licenses?
2: So great question. No. And we are so sensitive to that because I feel like companies aren't that we are offering as part. So once you have at least three regular users, so the top tier is $89 a month per user per month, which gives you unlimited features and everything. But we're offering, we haven't solidified the name of it yet, but we're thinking we're going to go with marketing only user. And what happens at these firms is you have so many... People at the firm who need to get in and just do a couple little things here, but they don't need to really use the full product. And me personally, I don't love when I have to buy a full license. Yeah. Right? And $89 is not. It's not expensive, but like, you know, you, you got to get the value for it. So we're offering a marketing user is what we're going to call it right now. That that name may change for 25 bucks a month. Kind of like the equivalent
1: plan. of a non-biller. Exactly. Okay.
2: Exactly. So that person will be able to go in there, do everything. They won't show up in certain things. So like they won't be able to have emails come from their email address and, but they'll be able to go in and run reports and, and build things and, and help with automations, but it's going to be $25 per month. So you're going to have your main users in there at $89 per month, per user, but then you're going to have the ability to add everybody in at, at a $25 at a lower, rate, That's a which good idea. I think what we've seen in the market and in our research and talking to our customers is that's a really valuable
1: No, I agree thing. with you. I think um, it's one of the reasons that a lot of firms won't go to the elite level of Clio because you know that level, because mm-hmm. with Clio everybody has to be on the same yeah. subscription, yep. and then of course a lot of law firms will complain about that because they'll say, "Well, our litigation department are the only ones that are going to use uh, court rules. I don't need my estate planning lawyers paying for court rule." So, I think one hundred percent that's what the industry calls for mm-hmm. is the ability to have multi-level pricing in one law firm. Yeah, I guess I don't know.
2: I think and then, again how I to think say it. It's what's unique about the legal industry to me, right? Yeah. Um, is that you do have, I think, a big difference between what a lawyer needs and what a lawyer does in a piece of software and what the support staff yeah. does. At the end yeah. of the day, the support staff is really the one that powers that thing. Yeah, I totally. Right. Agree. Um, and so, but the interactions that they have with it are different than what the lawyer will have. Um, and so, making it so that I think it's really important to at least give the ability, make it palatable for yeah. everybody in the law firm to become a user if they want they certainly don't have to but if you're just in my opinion if we were keeping it at at the price levels for every user firms wouldn't bring in all of their users and yeah. we want it to be we want them to be comfortable doing that and so that's well, what
1: we did well it's one of those It's that type of information that everybody should have access to. I mean, if you're going to have cohesion and communication in a firm, then everybody needs to be able to access the information. So I think that's really good. Um, Before I let you go, is there anything else you want to make sure and tell us or educate people on? Or, you know, for me, it's just encouraging attorneys to look into tools like this. I know that if you're a new lawyer, like, you know, I was just helping a new lawyer here in San Diego at the San Diego County Bar. And when I showed him a couple of prices for some products, he was like, oh my God, $99 a month, no way. You know, so what I really try to do is just inspire lawyers to think about where they're putting their money. And tools like this, which are kind of new, it's an education process. It
2: is. My parting advice or thoughts really has nothing to do with with Lawmatics or any other company for that matter. It's really just... you know, as a lawyer, if you're listening to this and you're a lawyer is to, you need to focus on these things that we were talking about today. We're, we we talked a lot about Lawmatics as a piece of software, but it's really about what it accomplishes for you. And that is getting you engaged with your customer. And, and at the end of the day, providing a better customer experience and, and that word that like that term customer experience yeah. is what you need to be thinking about as a law firm. Um, and if you want your business to be successful, forget Lawmatics, forget any other software, just there are a lot of things you can do that don't cost much money at all, if any, to yeah. provide a better customer experience. And
1: actually, in all fairness to someone who might not be ready to bite the mm-hmm. bullet or ready to dish out a few bucks, what's the poor man's version of Lawmatics? Uh,
2: how about picking up the phone and <laughs> and just reaching out and saying, hey, how are you doing? Right. Um, is there anything else I can help you with? Do you have any questions? Like after a case is over, Right. How about a a little tickler in your calendar that says six months later, just call the person and find out how they're doing, right? That's free. That's easy, right? And I guarantee you, you will see an increase in overall business if you do just that little thing. I mean, certainly you can make a schedule of like how to interact with your leads as they're coming through. And a lot of law firms may already do that. And that involves a phone call, maybe crafting an email, you can very easily in Gmail set up like a template for emails that you want to send to somebody after their appointment and just go in there and click send. That's, do that. You should do that tomorrow, regardless um, Regardless yeah. of what kind of software you have. Um, and when you want to get more serious or more organized about it, we're certainly there to help. But um, there's so much that you can do without spending any money. And I encourage everybody to do that. Just watch what happens.
1: Me too. I think that's great advice. Before I let you go, tell everyone how they can learn more and find friend, follow you. On sure. Lawmatics. Yeah. We're,
2: we're everywhere. Social media, obviously. Um, our website is lawmatics.com. And also my email is matt at lawmatics.com. Just and like if anybody, sounds. if anybody, yeah, dot com. It's Matt, M-A-T-T at lawmatics.com. Email me. If you have a question about marketing, if you just want to know like what I think about something, and I may not know what I'm talking about, but you can certainly ping me and I'm, I love engaging. And, you're you're and a very good email so. responder. Because you I also be.
1: use the fastest email program in the world.
2: <laughs> I do. But I will personally respond, not automatically. <laughs> I will personally respond to, to these emails. Um, but I'm happy like so many lawyers, so many of our customers and other lawyers just simply call in with like questions like, hey, like what, what email should I send? Or like, how should I do this? And I love, I love doing that. Um, not only does it help the law firm, but at the end of the day, it actually does help us because we learn what lawyers are thinking and we learn how to make our product better. So please, if you, if you have any questions or just random thoughts, Email me.
1: I love that. Well, thanks so much, Matt, for coming in. Thank you for having and talking me. to us about this. I think it's a great just tool that lawyers should learn about, whether they use LawMatics or just figure out some way to do better marketing and building long-lasting relationships with their clients. I think it's really important. So thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to New Solo on Legal Talk Network. If you like what you've heard today, I'd love for you to just subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. We'll see you next time, and remember, you're not alone. You're a New Solo.